0: You just need to draw a line in the sand and then move forward.
1: That's incredible, <laughs> I appreciate that so much. It's just very good and clear perspective.
0: Hello listeners, thanks for tuning in to SOS, a live call in help show with me, your host Sonia Rasula, founder of Unique Markets. Each week, I answer some of the most pressing questions from entrepreneurs, small business owners, and creatives. So get ready for real talk and tangible advice as I answer questions from business owners around the world. Plus, this season, you can watch each episode on YouTube, where you'll be able to see me break down guests' websites, branding, social media, and more. And it's all live. Hashtag awkward. The reason this podcast exists is because the fact is most businesses will not make it to five years. I've had multiple businesses for over a decade now, and I really want to make sure that you have long-term success. I don't want you to make the same mistakes that I made. So tune in weekly as I help business owners face their sh**. Today's guest is Natalie Carpenter, who is the creator of a blog called Fertilust, as well as the founder of a marketing agency called Well and Lux. Natalie has an extensive background in the luxury brand world. She has worked with brands like Audi and Ferrari and Grey Goose Vodka. However, her real passion is the blog that she created, Fertilust. She helps men and women who are going through the process or have been through the process of fertility struggles. So it's a really, really community-rich blog. Here's the problem. After years of running this blog, also starting the marketing firm and raising her daughter, she is at a breaking point. She's exhausted. And so we talk with Natalie today to help her figure out what to do and where to go. She needs to figure out how to take this blog, which is a passion project, and turn it into a way to make a living. She needs to be able to make money from all of the advice and time that she's giving to her community without alienating her community, which is currently constantly asking her for advice and getting all of this great advice and community-mindedness and value for free. So let's dive in.
1: Hi, I'm Natalie Carpenter, and I am the founder and chief marketing strategist at Well and Lux. I also am the founder of a blog called Fertilest. And I pivoted my career in luxury brand marketing to wellness and fertility marketing after my own personal experience with fertility. And so now I support brands in understanding and connecting with the fertility community and their ideal audiences. And I also support the fertility community through my blog platform, Fertilest.
0: Can't wait to get into everything you're working on now and hear a little bit about your past too, because you you've done some pretty amazing work and have a lot of corporate experience, which I think will lend itself very nicely to your new ventures. So first, I think the, why don't you tell me what you think that your number one ask is. Like, where do you need help?
1: I need so much help. <laughs> <laughs> I really need help with scaling. I really am interested in taking my business to the next level and supporting my com- my community at the next level. So I have this plan to launch a collaborative in support of the TTC, that's an acronym for trying to conceive and infertility as well as um, that world postpartum yep. community. And I know that based on my own experience, it's so hard to find your dream team because you don't know what you don't know. And so I want to help individuals find their dream team and avoid a lot of the pitfalls that, that I went through I mean, I've had six doctors, my first, you know, set of infertility um, before I had a a live birth was almost, you know, four and a half years in. And I just, I know that a baby is not always the outcome, but having support along the way is so invaluable. Mm -hmm. And I know that I can help people do that. And I do that piece by piece right now because people are calling me or or sending me DMs or emails or what have you. And I'm so happy to provide that information, but it is not scalable. It's and and my, you know, with the pandemic and everything and all these other things I, I am doing and want to do, I'm 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 a little fried. Totally. <laughs> I totally get it. Right? And I also feel bad charging. So I, I, I need your help. Yes,
0: absolutely. Okay. So first I wanna be clear. So do you have a
1: full-time job or no? My full-time job (laughs) is twofold. It's being a mom and also creating my business as well as fostering and taking care of the brands that I'm working with as a consultant.
0: Okay, got it. So you're a (laughs) multi-hyphenate as everyone else. Yeah. Okay. No, this is great though, because I wasn't sure if you were still working full time or not. So um, it's good for me to know that you aren't doing like 10 things. You're only doing five or six. So (laughs) good start. So I looked at your website and I looked at the Instagram and one of the reasons why I just loved meeting you and hearing a little bit about your story was that you're at like the perfect place to get help and advice. Whereas a lot of people will just like dive in and start to drown. And that's usually when they just stop and fold the business because it just gets overwhelming. And also something that could be a passion then becomes a pain and they no longer want to do it. And I think that you're right at that. You're right at the moment, which is which is great that we're talking now. So, so what I hear when you explain your passions and what you want to do is, I hear like many different things. So you have the blog and Fertilest, which is where. You currently, it's a passion project, I would say, right? It doesn't make any money, but you want to potentially turn that into a business, which I think is really, really smart. And I think so many people out there could really get amazing value from like knowing about you, learning from you and using services. So I think it's really, really smart, but you also have your consulting side of things, right? And it's, it's well and lux. And you've got the tagline that says it's the intersection between wellness and mental health. And essentially what you're doing is you're connecting communities who are seeking brand resources and services with all of the great different businesses, people, agencies that you know of, right? Is this the idea behind well and lux?
1: Yes. There's so many resources that are so incredible that are out there that are available. And there's also so many not so great resources of people who are interested in your money only.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. So that's super interesting because I think that this topic in general is really gaining momentum. And I think in like the last five years, I find the media is talking more and more about The different options that women and families have. And I just don't think like it's more in the spotlight now, whereas before I do not think it was talked about. You know, everyone was kind of like hush hush about it. So I think this is great timing from a business perspective, just to put it, to bring it back, to take it from just being like a passion and a personal experience to a business perspective. I think that there are millions of people that could benefit from this. So... There is a little hesitancy already that I can sense, which is this is a very specific subject, right? So your blog has all of these great resources on this very particular subject, whereas the Well and Lux is almost like an agency, right? Because you are working with brands and I can see how your brain works because it works exactly like mine. (laughs) where you can not just see something right in front of you, but you can see like years down the road, which is a great, great personality trait. However, it also means that sometimes you're thinking too much about something and it's like too many details. So you've already created in your mind like, and then in two years from now, I would be able to have this conference that would bring all of these people together, whereas like, but you're not concentrating on like the actual, what is it that I want to do and who do I want to serve? So to me, this is actually two different audiences. So you're already trying to combine them by being like, so Well and Lux will we'll do this and I'll service agencies, I'll service people, I'll, hopefully I can bring them together it's very hard to communicate something like that and to brand it. And that this is where a lot of people run into those issues. Because yes, you can do many different things, but it doesn't mean that you should. <laughs> so I would say, Fertilust, I think, is currently a passion project, but you get so much from it. I think, right? Like, I can tell that you helping other people just brings you so much joy that you can't let that go. This is why when I started Unique Markets originally, I did it for a, I, a very specific reason. Fast forward, I started this podcast. I started the podcast for a very specific reason, which is that like I truly love talking with people and helping them. Like I, it's something that I love to do. The difference <laughs> is that my time is valuable and currently you're doing all of this work for free, right? You are in every single person that DMs you or messages you or emails you. Like I know that because you are just such an amazing human being and you want to give, 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 you're answering every single one of those messages. Um, and that brings me back to your, your question, which is like, how do you scale something like this? And so I think my best advice for you is, one, we have to see if this is what you really want to focus on. And I think it should be. Um, I think there's a lot of potential here. And if you focus and start to lay the groundwork of a business, not a a hobby, I think you're actually going to see very quickly that you'll you'll start to get results. So if you are open to that. I think that's like the first thing that you have to do. You have to change your mindset. So like, are you willing to take this from a blog that is your passion to a business? Cuz it's two totally different mindsets. I think you are.
1: So, my question for you is, is that the best course of action to not, to avoid burnout or is it possible to keep the community element separate? than the business. I mean, that's, that's my, my question because I, I don't want to alienate anyone. As you mentioned, like I do all this stuff for free and I'm so happy to to do it because it means that more women and men, but you know, predominantly women are, are getting you know, resources.
0: Right. So it's super interesting that you say that because I'm going to throw out some names here and I want to see what, what you think. So when I throw out the word goop, what do you think?
1: Gwyneth Paltrow.
0: And what else do you think?
1: <laughs> I think of wellness and I think of, I think of elevated wellness is what comes to mind. And I think that they have a lot of really great content resources. I don't agree with everything if I'm being completely candid, but I do think that they have a beautiful brand. So
0: that's interesting because obviously they are a multi-million dollar business, right? Of course, we all attach Gwyneth Paltrow to Goop because A, she's the founder, but B, because she's a celebrity. (laughs) So we all know her. Now, if she wasn't a celebrity, like when I think of Goop, I do connect the founder behind the company. But when I think of Goop, I actually think of products, content, and blog stories that support those products. And I also think of community because it's a very specific demographic of women <laughs> who like high-end wellness products. And you know, there's a very specific lifestyle attached to that company. I want you to think of yourself as a Gwyneth Paltrow <laughs> because what she does, and I, I'm I'm comparing You and what you're passionate about and what you want to move forward with, with what she did, right? Because Goop didn't, I mean, she's had that company for over 10 years. It's just that in the last few years, it's become so popular, but it started out as a blog, just like Fertilust. So I'm trying to make the connections there for you because she could never have grown to be a multimillion dollar website that sells products has conferences, offers services, has an email newsletter, has a full community on different social platforms. Like one person can't do that. So she had to find other people to help. And I think this is what I'm excited to dig into with you. So um, when you go to your blog, when you go to the right now, I know because of hearing a bit more of your story <laughs> previously that you do everything, (laughs) which is great, right? It's amazing. You have that entrepreneurial spirit. You're writing everything. I think you're designing everything, right? Are you running the website?
1: I run the website. I did get a little bit of help on the front end. I did hire a designer to help me with my look, my feel. Um,
0: But on the day-to-day. Every day is me. Yes, exactly. And the Instagram account, every day is you. literally the newsletter. I see, don't miss a thing, sign up for our newsletter. I'm assuming that's you.
1: That is me. (laughs) Not as often as I would like it to be anymore, but yes, there is a newsletter that happens probably quarterly.
0: Right. Okay. So don't worry because it's similar to me and the way I started. And because of COVID in the last year, pretty much everyone, almost everyone of my team is laid off or furloughed. So this is what so many small business owners are facing. And so it, it can be done, but not really. You are already starting to face the burnout. You're already getting exhausted. And if you especially own a wellness company and brand, <laughs> it's the worst thing, right? Because what you're going to do is like, you're going to stop sending newsletters as often because you're just exhausted, right? And you're also a mom and you're also, there's so many different hats that you already wear. So, so I want you to focus and I want you to think about what it would take to have this run and make you happy because currently you're happy. That's why you started it, but you're starting, you're at, you're right at that point where you're starting to get overwhelmed and just probably exhausted And everything is in your head. Every answer is in your head. (laughs) That's not a great way to run a business or a community because if you get sick and have the flu and you're out for a week, nothing happens, right? And then you're stressed and then you're overwhelmed and you, you know, so I think that you have to figure out a business model for this, not that making money is going to make you happy. Uh, you know, I'm not suggesting that like you have to make a lot of money doing this, but I think you have to open yourself up and be okay with making money doing this. And I, you had mentioned that earlier too, that like you weren't sure, like you want to give all the information out, but you also feel a little weird charging for it. And you should not. That like. you have to charge for the value and the time that you are giving your audience and your community and people will pay for it and they will gladly pay for it because you've been through all of this. You have a background in it and expertise is something that people should pay for. So you need to just accept that. which I know is hard for people because it's like, oh, like, you know, these people are already vulnerable, right? This is a very, the the people who are already looking at fertility and going through the process, like, because you've been through it, I know, and I can sense already, just like, I can sense the energy from you that like, yes, like it's a very, very intimate, vulnerable thing to be going through. But again, that doesn't mean that charging for your time and expertise and care is a bad thing. So I I want you to come up with a business model and ways that you can offer your services because if you can start offering services for money, then you can also bring people on to help you. I bet if you brought on, I'm looking at your website right now, There are so many blog posts, like so many, so many, so many. There's so much content here. I bet that if you brought on like a freelance editor or content editor, someone would be able to go through all of these past blog posts that you've done and go through all of your Instagram posts, you know, to read what you've put out into the world. And someone like a freelance editor could easily take that information and put it into like workbooks or worksheets or things that could be like downloads. So you're starting to think about like, okay, what are the products that I can create with this currently free blog, right? And you can offer lots of free things like digital downloads or past articles, or maybe, you know, like a checklist of what to do when you're starting the process, And I know you already have all the stuff in your head, so I don't even have to come up with the ideas because they're already in your head, I know. (laughs) So come up with those digital downloads and then redesign this website so that it really is, instead of a, a blog that's just like kind of endlessly scrolling, you're giving people products and right up front and center, it's like... You are here because you're an expert, you've been through it, and you want to help other women and families go through it. And if you can redesign and reposition your website to be that, then I think you're going to be getting less DMs and texts and emails that are just asking you for literally everything under the sun. And I know that you're answering, answering every single one of those. So instead, what you're trying to do is funnel people so that like they come to your website, they see what you have to offer because you've very clearly defined that. Like you are an expert and you are here to help others. Once they see that, then they look at your navigation and they go, oh, okay, so I can get this download here. Oh, I can contact more about this and you should set up some contact forms, you know, so that it's like, I'm, I want to contact you about X, Y, or Z. So that already starts to filter as well. And then I think that you need to start to like, also think about social media help.
1: (laughs) Cause I know you complained about that too. Yes. About social media. So at one point, you know, I did a trial with um, a community manager just to kind of like see how that, yep. would go, mm-hmm. you know, with the guidelines of, okay, I will always answer my own DMs because, you know, it's, it's, there's not many people or community managers that are going to understand my, my world per se, or maybe if they do, but it, I haven't found one yet. Let's put it that way. Uh-huh. And there's, <laughs> there's that piece. Right. And then also with the commenting, like I, um, I can so appreciate that, in other worlds, places and spaces, commenting can be very, um, you know, cut and dry and to the point, but there's a lot of emotion packed behind a lot of the posts in my world. And so you know, first of all, like I know there's like the 15 minute rule of like you know pre post and after post. Mine looks more like an hour before and an hour after. <laughs> it probably takes me an hour to post the damn thing in the in the middle middle because I feel like I, everything has to like all of my comments, my post, and all the comments after all have to like have meaning. And I really like think about what every single person has wrote because I I, I want to be sensitive and I also I do I I. I give a shit. What I have found in a community manager so far is that it did it never lasts because they they don't they don't resonate with the topic because they haven't lived it. They don't get it, and and thank God they don't. Like I'm so happy that they don't. But I, I need kind of somebody that that would.
0: Right. Okay. So I'm gonna say uh, I have a lot to unpack here with this one. So let's dive into this because. Some of the things that you just said are really eye-opening to me (laughs) because I've been through it. I've been through it. But my guess is we need to make your, we need to use your time better. And it's interesting because the words that you chose to use when talking about social media and posting, you are so incredibly emotionally attached to the work that it's making it impossible for you to let go of the work. So so there are absolutely many, 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 many amazing social, whether you want to give them the title of social media manager or it's just a content creator Um, or a community manager, there's lots of different titles, you know, um, that people go by when working in this field, but you are not the only one that can do it. And I know that there's, again, this, this emotional attachment that you have because it is an emotional subject, right? It's not because you're just like, a control freak and you don't want to give up control. It's that this is deeply personal to you, but what I want to communicate to you and hope that you hear is that every business, every, um, passion is deeply personal to the person that's doing it. So first of all, you can use a style guide. And so this is going to be really helpful for you because I think that you do need to let go of doing your social because if you let go of doing your social and you hire someone to, to create seven posts a week and they either they post them every single day or they set them ahead of time and, you know, they pre-populate in all seven, um, you're not worrying about the two because you literally just said it takes you an hour before and an hour after. That's two hours of
1: your day. Yes, I fall into it.
0: Yes, it's a trap. This is, I mean, let's just be honest. This is how they get us. They want us on their app for longer periods of time because they make more money. It's a business for them, right? They're using you as capital. They're using all of us as capital.
1: So... And I know that. Isn't that the worst thing? It's like, I i know. We know. Like I know that they are, first and foremost, an advertising vehicle. That's the worst part. And then, I mean, wow. Mm-hmm.
0: That's okay because it's also a vehicle for you to connect with people and it's a great community platform. So it's like we already understand the pros and cons of it, which is good because some people don't understand the negative aspects to it and, and that's where there's a lot of problems. But so... Looking at your Instagram account, here is what you need. So first of all, I love that you had the pineapples, like in your highlights, there is a style guide that you're going with. At some point you chose to use certain colors. It's a certain palette and you chose like that icon as um, what you would do for your highlights. At some point you kind of fell off of that because there's Sunday service, I think event collect, like it's, it's kind of all over the place. That's okay. It happens to the best of us. You did start with some sort of style guide. So what I wanna say is you need to get back to that. Okay. So, And I can see the palette when I scroll and everyone can see this on YouTube right right now, the video version. When you scroll, I absolutely see the color palette that you were going with. Like that is actually quite clear, which I think is great. But you use all different types of fonts. Some are handwritten, some are not. Some, you know, it, some are reposted, some are not. It's kind of, it is a little bit all over the place. So I would say if you want to take this seriously as a business and as a community, one of the best things that you can do is start to be more consistent because human beings love consistency. So stick to that style guide a little bit more. And this is where the other person comes in, right? If you are leading properly, anyone can run this social media account, even if they have not been through what you have been through. And that's just something that you're going to have to like slowly accept, (laughs) but it's because you are training them, right? Really, really good leaders will let go of things that are taking up too much of their time, right there. It's not allowing them to look at bigger picture things or do more work. And the work that you need to be doing is not posting on social media. You need to actually be consulting these women and families who need help. You need to actually be creating workbooks that you can then sell for $29.99 or upsell for, you know, um, here are free downloads. And then when you get to this point in your process, you can hire me for this amount of, you know, and get this package. Or you can hire me for this higher amount and get these things with it. Like, this is what I think you should be focused on is really coming up with like what your offerings are because social media, this is all free. You're just giving every, you're giving all of your time. You're not, you don't have as much time to spend with your family. You then get stressed out. You then need, you know, like it's like a, a domino effect. So you need to, you need to find someone and you need to properly train them. And this takes some work, right? Because you need to Start with a style guide. And if you haven't watched my Skillshare class, I highly recommend you watch my Skillshare class. It's free. It is on creating a digital presence. And it actually has a, it it takes people through how to create a brand Bible or a style guide. Because this, you are in the perfect period of time for for creating a brand Bible. Because when you create a brand Bible, you talk about, um, the language that should be used when speaking to your community. You have your, your top words. You identify who, if, if you could choose five celebrities to represent your brand, who would they be, right? All of this information is in this brand Bible or style guide, including the fonts to use and the colors, right? Like these are my three primary colors, And then here are another three colors, but these are like the secondary colors. And when you create a document like that and then hand it off to someone who is running social media and perhaps even updating your website or sending out newsletters for you, like they now understand who your target customer is, how to speak to them, the tone in the language that is being used the colors, like you've laid everything out. So now it's easy for them to create content, pump stuff out. Now, the thing that you mentioned also is that commenting is tricky in this world and answering DMs. And yes, I agree a little bit, but again, I'm going to be a stickler here and tell you that anyone can do it because again, you're going to, train that person. And I just want you to like, just close your eyes for a second and imagine what your day would be like if you didn't wake up. And at some point during the day, once, like, I don't know how old your, your daughter is. So it's like, you know, you've got it, like all the things that you have to do in the morning, you have this routine. And then at some point, you know, and you have that impending doom feeling of, I need to post on Instagram. And it all starts to like fall apart because then you start thinking about it. You might get sidetracked and start scrolling. You know, oh, I, then you get another idea. Like you are letting social media dictate your day as opposed to you knowing what you want to put out into the world and, and putting it out into the world. So just imagine all that time freeing up the the brain power that it takes you every single day to currently run Fertilest, like if you put these processes into place where all seven posts are created, like before you hire someone, you can create all seven of those posts on Sunday night, like reserve 60 minutes and do all seven posts in one hour. But it's not because you're like, surfing and oh, maybe I'll do this. I'll do that. You have templates. Like you already have a template that is, there's three colors that you use for a solid background. This is what a post looks like when I do a quote. This is what a post looks like when I want to do a reel or, you know, this is what a post looks like when I want to have a photo and then maybe some, some text with it. So like you're already, you already have templates. So all you need to do is fill in the content for seven days, get it done. And then you're not sitting there every day, wasting your time and energy. So hopefully that helps a little bit when it comes to all of the social media stuff. But I really, really, really highly recommend that you hire someone to do that for you. And then what you're doing is really answering potential clients, right? And someone that you hire can answer, can do the comments. Like it's not it's not hard to respond in an empathetic or excited way when when someone is taught how to do that. So they can absolutely represent you and your brand fertilized without being you. And then they're interacting with the community and pushing content out way more regularly than you would you know, cause that's their job and their job is to track and make sure that they're engaging with people, that all of this stuff is happening and direct everyone to the website. And then when people go to the website and they see the different things that you offer, it's easy for them to interact that way. And then it's also easy for them to contact you for more. And then it's you who's actually able to like help people instead of let me be on Instagram all day. It's exhausting.
1: You've, you've hit the nail on the head it is <laughs> shocking and and I clearly have some letting go to do right I've definitely let go of that i'm the only person that can do it in my lifetime but okay. what i haven't let go of is um can someone else do it and still be empathetic and sensitive and understanding i i definitely I, I, I feel what you're saying i see it and i just have and i have to practice it and i i have a style guide that needs to be uh-huh. re- so a big light bulb went off and, th- and I realized like, oh my gosh, like I have not been sharing that. I should be sharing that. But before I share it, I, I need to do a few tweaks. I'm going to check out your template that you talk about. Yes, the Skillshare class. Yes. I think that's going to help me. And, and then I just, I need to get players, you know, on my team to, to help me move this forward because I feel like this, you know, collaborative is going to be helpful to others and, and fulfilling for me. So I I love it. So thank you. That's great.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I wouldn't discount your community in potentially helping you find those players that you just talked about, because I have a feeling that if, if you talked about on stories or if you did a post where it was like, you know, like I, I would like to grow this company and I'd like to start, you know, helping many more people looking for this, this, and this, I have a feeling that within your community, you'd be surprised. You might, people might come out of the woodwork that you wouldn't have known and they're already in that world. And so they may already have that, um, empathetic view, or they may have the experience that you have as well. Like you just don't know it potentially.
1: (laughs) And you're right. And I think part of it was I I didn't want to bother people. And I also, you know, didn't want to, I don't think I knew what I was doing exactly. And I feel like just even after this conversation, things feel so much more clear.
0: The website is what you have been doing, right? But I think that it's going to change drastically in the next couple months, because I think the on your to-do list now is really to sit down and come up with, Instead of being a blog that takes a lot of time because I'm continually having to like put new stuff out, you know, um, you're going to revamp that to being a website, not a blog, right? Because a blog is date sensitive, and so you don't you want, con- you want to create content that is evergreen. In the content world, we call it evergreen. So it doesn't matter whether someone visits in 2021 or 2023, right? They're going to come to your website and get a lot of great knowledge through freebies and information that you're offering. Um, and so that's one thing. But what you're going to do is sit down over the next few weeks. This is my... This is my challenge for you. Think what it is that you can do to make this a business. Because I think, you know, we talked about it before, when you're passionate about something and you keep doing it for free, what happens is you get burnt out and then you just stop. But I think that you see a, you have a larger vision for this. And it's a vision that I actually can completely see. Like when you talk about what you want to do in the future, I think you're going to make that happen. But you can't make that happen without making some money. (laughs) So think about what those product offerings are. And like, yes, a coach, an expert, someone who can consult people through their journey, that's one thing. Maybe some deeper dives of like, workshops or downloads, like PDFs or downloads, like resource guides, that's maybe another thing that you can charge for. But then also maybe there's a community aspect. Like maybe there's some sort of group, I don't want to use the term group counseling, but a way that people can be within the community with you once a week. And, you know, again, to be able to have that access to you once a week where you can all talk openly, have conversations like, charge for that. So those are already like the things that I see you being able to charge for, but you probably have other ideas too.
1: I have so many ideas. I think that my my bigger picture, my my big picture idea is to literally like help people connect to their dream team.
0: Yeah. the Even just hearing you say right now about even just the connecting aspect. So t- what you're talking about there is almost an affiliate program, right? You are recommending, you have a a list of recommendations, and if people come from you to them, you get 5%, you get 10%. That happens all the time. So that's another, I'm like, that's another angle that you can also kind of um, make money by doing what you love to do, right? At the end of the day, it's like you want to continue doing what you love to do. You just don't want to feel like you are being taken advantage of or just kind of exhausted because... You're not, like, what are you getting from it?
1: 100%. And so what I would also ask you is, and again, maybe this is just me in my own head about it and because of my own experiences, right, and that attachment to it, am I going to alienate people by making this shift? Probably not
0: because you are so close to it that you think you're thinking about like, I'm going to make this shift and everyone's going to recognize it. The thing that, that people forget is that, so if you have a website, usually from year to year, so in one year, the people that visit your website are completely different and completely new. Mm. They're no longer like people forget that like there's a lot out there and that everyone has busy lives. So who, who clicked on your website a year ago is not who's clicking on your website now. And it's not going to be the same person who's clicking a year from now. You are thinking that you have, and you probably do have community members that have been with you along your full journey, but not that many. And the ones who do, they are loyalists. So they just love what you do. They're not going to suddenly be like, oh, wait a minute. Now she's charging. This is weird. They're probably going to be like, so proud of you for taking this next step, right? So proud of you for uh, dreaming bigger and like getting this out to more people and like so proud of you for finding, for you finding new ways and innovating what you were doing and taking it to the next level. That's what they're going to think. Like you're, you're thinking the worst, but that's not like... Everyone's just going to be proud of you and excited for you, and you're going to reach a lot more new audience. And so your audience will grow with you, (laughs) and the few, like the handful of people, um, don't worry about them. Like you're still, the, the information, you've already given them information for free. Like they already have the information. So you just need to draw a line in the sand and then move forward
1: that's incredible. (laughs) I appreciate that so much. It's just very good and clear perspective to hear that because yes, I just, yeah, because you're not emotionally attached to it. So you're able to tell me straight and I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Great. Okay. Thanks again. Bye. You too. Bye.
0: Today's top takeaways are number one, You should be able to make money with the work that you do. The good news, if you already have an established blog or community is that you've already done the hard work, you have a community. So now what you can do is provide resources, figure out how to take what you already provide for free and start to slowly introduce all of those things for a cost. So you can have a printable PDF, you can have a course, or you can even have a paid community where you can mentor and help people virtually for a cost. So take that community and start to continue to help them, but while also helping yourself by making money. This is very important, and especially for burnout. You want to avoid burnout. Tip number two is that you need help. You can't do everything yourself. Again, it's about avoiding burnout. So hire a social media consultant. Hire someone to run the things that you are not good at or that take too much of your time. Your time is the most important resource that you have. So again, do not be afraid to hire help. This is the only way that you're gonna be able to move forward. And my top tip number three is also about when you are ready to hire someone to help you, you have to have that style brand book in place. If you have not watched my Skillshare class, you can watch my Skillshare class on creating a digital presence, and that will give you all the tools and resources to learn how to create a brand Bible, how to create a style guide. Again, time is money. And if you can give someone a brand Bible so that they then know what to do for your Instagram, what are the colors, what are the fonts, what is the tone of the company that I need to do to do my job, then you've done your best job. Again, by providing employees a brand book or a style guide that helps them get the job done. If SOS has helped your business, I would love to hear from you. The best thing that you can do to help spread the word about this podcast is give us a five Once again, that's five-star rating. And remember to leave a review. Honestly, that's probably the best way that more people will discover this great podcast. Also, remember to tell your friends. Follow me on Instagram at Sonia Rasula. That's S-O-N-J-A-R-A-S-U-L-A. And you can follow my business at Unique Markets. And if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, you can subscribe. And if you're listening to us on Spotify, make sure to follow. See you next time. Thanks so much for listening.